Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Just to kick off, I think what I really wanted to do was just to um, encourage everyone to prepare yourselves um, for what whatever the Holy Spirit's going to do, because um, I really believe that something significant um, will happen in our gathering today. Um, God's already been speaking to us this morning, and I believe God will continue to speak to us. Um, because what we're doing here, we're not just going through the motions. We're not just ticking off the breaking bread box. <laughs> we're not just um, making sure that we've done it regularly. Um, but there's actually something powerful and significant that happens every time we share this meal together. Um, so I want that to be your expectation, just as David shared um, a couple of weeks ago about um, our meetings. You know, when we meet together, um, it shouldn't be predictable. Um, there should be unexpected things that happen. And regardless of what I am going to say this morning, my prayer is that um, the Holy Spirit would just be speaking to you about whatever he wants to speak to you about and that he would move um, in whatever way he plans to move. It's not about me. It's about what he wants to do this morning. So, um, so yeah, so uh, what I want to do today is just to focus on um, one of my favorite aspects um, of breaking bread, which is this picture of unity and oneness through sharing the covenant meal. It's, um, it's a simple thing, and it's something that we probably say a lot about as being one, as one body, one church, um, and having unity. It's probably something we might take for granted sometimes. Um, but I feel like there is something powerful and meaningful in us and uh, in it for us. Um, and I believe that um, if we're kind of open to what the Holy Spirit wants to s- say, that we can take something really fresh um, from this um, that will help us individually and corporately. So to kick off, um, I'd like us all to turn to 1 Corinthians 10, please. Verses 16 and 17. Give me a big A when you've got it. (laughs) That wasn't very enthusiastic. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake in the one bread. I'm just going to read this again in the message version because I read this the other day and I just really liked it. Um, When we drink the cup of blessing, aren't we taking into ourselves the blood the very life of Christ. And isn't it the same with the loaf of bread we break and eat? Don't we take it into ourselves, the body, the very life of Christ? Because there is one loaf, our manyness becomes oneness. Christ doesn't become fragmented in us, rather we become unified in him. When I've been um, mulling about, you know, as as breaking bread and sharing this meal and I've been mulling over these verses um, I just those words one loaf one bread just kept coming back kept coming back um, and I was visualizing this loaf um, being torn into and broken into lots of little pieces and each of us taking a piece and eating it just as we do every time we break bread together 
Um, but as we ate it, I just saw a picture of all these pieces, little pieces of bread coming back together as a whole loaf. And I thought of that line in the message version where it says, our manyness becomes oneness. Christ doesn't become fragmented in us. We become unified in him. So when we participate in this meal, um, when the bread is divided among us, this isn't a picture of Christ's fragmented body where we all take our own separate individual piece of Christ for ourselves. It's not, this isn't an individual activity. This isn't something that we do on our own in private in our bedroom. Um, this is a corporate thing that we do together as a body. This is something that we do with other believers. So when I think about um, everyone here when, you know, during the week, um, outside of Sundays and, you know, midweek gatherings, um, when we're scattered across this town and county in our various jobs and our friendship circles and our day-to-day lives, I... I don't think of us as this fragmented body, um, individually fulfilling what God wants us to do, but um, I think of us as this united whole body expressed in different ways, in different locations, representing the whole body of Christ. We might not be physically together or joined 24-7, and that's a good thing, (laughs) Um, But during the week, we are many individuals um, physically dispersed. But there's something that uniquely joins us together as one. Our manyness becomes oneness. We're not just one when we corporately gather. In the same way, although the bread is torn and distributed, it still represents this one loaf. Now, there's a key word I want to just pull from that passage, which is participation. (laughs) Some of you might be familiar with um, the Greek word participation here, which is koinonia. And it's used um, when describing fellowship, community, participation, intimacy. There's lots of different um, words that you can kind of pull from it. But there's one definition I read which said, what is shared in common on the basis of fellowship, partnership or community? We make a choice to participate in this meal together. And when we choose to participate, we choose to acknowledge what is shared in common with one another. Um, We choose to acknowledge our unity and our togetherness and our oneness. We recognize that as sons of God, as Malcolm has said this morning, we are part of one family. That as followers of Christ, we are part of one church together. We're not isolated individuals with our own individual um, journey and fellowship with Christ but we share and participate in this corporate body we are united to Christ and in Christ united to one another and whenever I think of that phrase you know sharing in common I always think about the passage in Acts 2 where it says um, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. This this word common here is also derived from that koinonia word I mentioned earlier, and um, typically when I read that passage in Acts, I think about um, the believers sharing their physical possessions 
and you know pooling their money and resources together um, to meet everybody's needs considering um, the possessions that they have to be belong to the group as a whole and not to each rather than each of them individually um, but I, I believe there's much more that we share in common um, that, that they shared in common and that we share in common today with other believers um, Ephesians 4 tells us there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. We share one hope. We share one faith, one baptism, one Lord, one Father. We share the same salvation. We share the same forgiveness. Um, the same Holy Spirit lives in all of us. Um, we have the same commission um, from the Father, we we share in the same joint inheritance. We share in His divine nature. There's all these things that we share in common together. Um, so when we participate in this meal, we are not just sharing physical bread and wine, um, and we're not just um, yes, we are recognizing all that Christ has done for us, and yes, we are recognizing the significance of our oneness and our jointness to one another, but. We're also recognizing all these things that we have in common, all that we share in Christ and with one another. So you might be looking around the room and you might think there's very little that you share in common with these people. <laughs> I know that um, I was thinking about this. I know in the past there's definitely been times where I've thought, oh, I really don't share anything in common with these people or, uh, you know... <laughs> Didn't mean for that to sound quite how it did, but like <laughs> more, more like oh, I, I don't feel like anyone's on my wavelength, or I feel a little bit, um, you know, like no one really gets me here. No one necessarily gets my sense of humour. Um, nobody has the same interests as me. Um, I'm sure that wasn't necessarily true, but there can be times where you feel that way, where you feel um, maybe lonely or isolated. Um, feel like people don't fully get you and um, my my prayer is that when you come to the table this morning and my encouragement is that um, you would just ask God to give you a fresh revelation of what you share in common together um, and the truth that you are part of a whole I know we say it so much you're part of a body you fit into this body but it's so, so true. And if we can fully, fully grasp that truth and let it sink into our hearts and capture us, I just think it will completely change our outlook on life and our outlook on what um, God's asked us to do. You know, we're part of a whole and united body. We're not separate. We're not alone. We're not fragmented. We're not cut off from everyone else. We're not just individuals coming and gathering together and then going off on our own. We are one whole united body. So why does this matter? This is the question I always ask myself whenever I think about anything or whenever I hear someone speaking. I always think, why does this matter? Why should this what difference does this make? Why should this change the way I think, change my life? Because if I don't ask that question, then nothing sinks in and nothing changes. Um, I don't I don't respond in myself. Um, so I wanted to think, you know, why is it important that we remember and acknowledge our oneness together? 
And I've got three things that I want to call out. Firstly, unity in the body is a picture of unity in the Godhead. So when we operate in disunity, it paints a false picture of God to the world. So if the world is looking in, they can see that we are not a united body and they can see we're not in harmony with one another. That taints their view of God. It's not um, the two things aren't separate. Um, How we operate as a body reflects who God is. Secondly, unity in the body says something about unity in the gospel message. You know, as I read earlier, we're called to one hope, one faith, one baptism. When we're divided, when we're not in unity, this takes something away from that oneness and that unity of the gospel. Thirdly, unity in the body affects our ability to be effective for the kingdom of God. A fragmented body is directionless and counterproductive. Um, As I said before, if we're not in harmony with one another, if we're not um, in right relationship with one another as a body, um, it's very, very hard to be effective. It's very hard to kind of carry out this mission that God has called us to. I think that's why I feel like this is such a powerful thing that we're doing today, because um, we're not just going through the motions. We're not, as I said, we're not just ticking a box off um, and saying all the words that we always say. This has significant meaning. This um, something should change in us every time we share this meal. Um, we can't. It's not an option to be a fractured body. It's just not an option. Um, if a relationship is not right, then we have to make it right. Um, it's essential that we are in harmony. So this morning, this is something that I want us to participate in together. I want each of us to make a conscious choice this morning to opt in and to choose to acknowledge our unity together and what we share in common through Christ and all that he has done for us, which is so much, and all that this meal represents. So Practically, what I want to do now is, um, rather than me have someone hand around a plate, I always find this very interesting with breaking bread. I like to observe whether people go for the crust or the soft bit. (laughs) But rather than doing that, (laughs) I know everyone else does it too. (laughs) Um, I want, if you want to share in this meal, and don't just do it because it's what you always do, I want you to actually think about what you're doing If you want to share in this meal, I want you to come and stand now and gather around the table. And um, I want you to come as to stand together as we take this meal and we come and get from the bread and the wine together. And um, I'd just like to ask a couple of volunteers just to be ready to pray for us as a body and to bless the bread and wine. So if you want to come, come. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.